Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. We got a little bit of a late start today, but uh, it's my birthday, so you're going to have to give me a break. Yep, yep, Chrisanne's birthday is today. And it just, you know what, it just occurred to me after what, over a decade of doing this that my birthday falls on Constitution Week. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not quick on everything. So uh, I just wanted to say a public thank you. And to everyone who has been sending me the wonderful birthday wishes and uh, prayers. And and I just, I feel so very loved today that I wanted to publicly say thank you very much. And I'm just, I'm just so glad to be here, you know. And I can't imagine anything else that I would rather do at this time. It's such a privilege and an honor and a pleasure and so I just want to thank you and 10 years now 10 years we've been doing this can you believe this going on 11 10 years going on 11 years doing this fighting the good fight for the Liberty First cause and uh, I want to thank you for joining me in that it's just been great so Yay! Here we are fighting for liberty, fighting for the restoration of our constitutional republic. And I am, I'm just excited about, I always get overly excited about Constitution Week because it gives us the opportunity and the open door to talk about all of this stuff. You know, I, I don't, I don't get into the entanglement of should we or shouldn't we and every opportunity that we have to bring to the people's attention the Constitution of the United States, its proper application, its relevance today, and and the necessity of the people to be involved. I mean, seriously, you can't hate politics you can't be absent from the civic function if you want to remain free. Remember Thomas Jefferson said, if the people once become inattentive to public affairs, he said, you and I and governors and congressmen and assemblies will all become wolves. He said, it's the general nature of who we are in spite of specific exceptions. We are such an important part of what our government is. It's just, 
you know, it's mind-boggling to me. I think it's just by by sheer miracle that things are not worse off in America. Our children are going to inherit a great deal of government oppression, the degradation of their personal liberties and rights, because we have simply, as and I don't mean you and me, we, but I mean general American we, We've become so so pacified in prosperity, so lazy in luxury, complacent and compliant in comfort. And we've been taught. I understand that. We've been taught. We, the collective America, have been taught for decades that we shouldn't about talk about politics and we shouldn't talk about religion. And that, you know, leave the government alone and they'll leave me alone and we'll all be good. As long as I can have my A, B, C, D, I'm good, right? Well, guess what? You can care nothing about government, but government always cares about you. And so I want to talk today about um, the issues here with Edward Snowden. You've seen Edward Snowden in the news lately. But the Department of Justice has filed a civil suit against Edward Snowden over a new memoir. And uh, Fox News has this article up. You know, by the way, uh, Andrew Breitbart once said that any publicity as good publicity, even the negative publicity. So I think that Edward Snowden's probably pretty happy that the Department of Justice has signed a, filed a civil lawsuit against him because, you know, all the publicity is getting this. His book is going to go through the roof. Right. And so. Uh, G. Zachary Terwillinger, the U.S. attorney from the East District of Virginia, said this quote, and I pulled this quote out of the Fox article because this is just mind-numbing to me. I, I, I don't get this. This is the government completely out of control, more government insanity. I People say these things out loud. I, I don't think they even hear themselves speak. Seriously, if they said this stuff out loud and they actually heard themselves, I don't understand why they couldn't, you know, sort of trail off into ridiculousness, realizing how absurd their statements are. But here's what he says. So many things wrong with this. G. Zachary Terwillinger, U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia, says, quote, this lawsuit will ensure that Edward Snowden receives no monetary benefits from breaching the trust placed in him. Woohoo! Isn't that the pot calling the kettle black there? Right? Let's let's think about this. Edward Snowden exposes the federal government's violation of our rights for their benefit. Can we say this out loud again? Edward Snowden exposed the federal government violating our personal rights, hence the whole whistleblower, you know, classification. He exposes the federal government violating our rights for their benefit, for their monetary benefit as well. Can you say civil asset forfeiture? 
Okay, so Edward Snowden exposes the federal government's violation of our trust for their benefit, and now the federal government's going to file a civil suit against Edward Snowden so that he can't benefit monetarily for exposing how the federal government violated our trust. I don't know. Crazy? Anybody else? Seeing the absurdity in that? Great day in heaven. I sure hope that the courts see the absurdity in that. I really, it's, it's hard. It leaves me kind of speechless, actually, because where do you go from there? The Department of Justice. Hey, look, William Barr signed off on this. He thinks it's great. We're going to go after Edward Snowden. By the way, don't leave me any of your comments on YouTube. Don't leave me any of your comments on Facebook or any of my social media about how Edward Snowden is a traitor and he endangered our uh, our people in service. That is balarkey. If you're mad at what Edward Snowden exposed, you ought to be mad at the federal government and those people who violated our rights because it's their fault that stuff was collected in the first place. What is the point of having whistleblower classifications and protections if someone is actually exposing the federal government's violating our personal rights. And now he can't do that because of the government's got some rule or something? Seriously, that is the whole point of being a whistleblower. The exposing of wrongdoing of the government is supposed to be a protected thing so that people will be encouraged to expose when the federal government is doing the wrong thing. But if you have people exposing when the federal government does the wrong thing, and then they actually have to flee the country to not be suicided, or not spend their life in prison or get the death penalty or whatever, then what is the point of having whistleblower protections? So the big story is Edward Snowden collaborated with the Russians to expose how the federal government was violating our rights? Well, thank you very much. You know what? If the government is violating our rights, I don't care if Barney the dinosaur is exposing it. We have a right to know when the federal government is not following the rules. We have a right to know when they're not following the rules and nothing happens, but we have an even greater right to know when the federal government is not following the rules to our personal detriment. What's absolutely insane and what's beyond comprehension is Edward Snowden exposed all of this and it's out there and the federal government is still doing it.
and 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 without without any real consequences. I mean, the Wall Street Journal did a did a uh, Freedom of Information Act request on the Department of Justice and asked the Department of Justice to let us know what they're doing. This was a couple of years ago, and the Department of Justice, you know, released under the the Freedom of Information Act request that they have been using those red light cameras to take pictures of us and our passengers and our license plates to track where we're going, who we're with, and store it up for late use and a future time. And they've been doing that since 2008. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Ha! Constitution Week! Yay! Woo woo woo! This is, uh, we just have a couple more days left, so I hope you're hitting it hard. I hope you're really taking the time to spread the truth about the Constitution. Use this opportunity as an open door to start conversations. Leave messages for me on on social media. Please, I want to hear from you. I want to know what you're thinking, what you're doing. I also want to know, do I have any business owners? Do I have any supervisors out there that are having constitutional training as a part of the work day or a part of the work week or part of the work month or whatever? I want to know these things. Tell me because other people want to be encouraged by them as well. So Wall Street Journal does a Freedom of Information Act request and finds out that the Department of Justice has been using your city, your county, your state's red light cameras to collect information on us without our permission. So they're taking pictures of us as we drive down the road, the passengers of our vehicles, and the license plates of our cars. And by their admission, they're storing these up for use at a later time. They're tracking our travels and our associations. Let me ask you a question. How many of you remember that First Amendment thing where we have the right to peaceably assemble, which would include the right to peaceably freely associate with people in your car without government persecution, prosecution, or implication of anything, accusation, suspicion, collection of our data without a warrant? Crazy how those Constitution things get in the way. And they admit that they've been doing it. They're still doing it now. They've been doing it since 2008. Now, let me ask you a question. If you uh, went had gone to your next door neighbor or your coworker or your, your cousin in 2008 and said, hey, you see that, that red light camera out there? 
You see, the federal government is watching us right now as we drive down the street. Not only are they watching us, they're taking pictures of us while we're watching it down the street. They have this big data house server plant where they dump all of this stuff in. They're collecting it and they're saving it in case they might need to use it later. If you said that to someone you know in 2008, what would they have told you in 2008? They'd have looked at you and told you, you're nuts. You're wearing a tinfoil hat. You need to stay off the internet. And yet here we have the federal government admitting it as a matter of public record that they've been doing it since 2008. They're still doing it. Now, no warrants, guys. No probable cause. Nothing specifically written, just collecting your faces, your associations, and your travels and storing them up if they might need to use it later. So, hey, little word of, of caution there. Those of you who know me, you might not want to be caught on a red light camera with Chris Ann Hall in your car because then you'd be guilty by association, right? Because the Southern Poverty Law Center says I'm a hate group and I'm sure I'm on, you know, whatever list. As a matter of fact, in this article with Snowden, he does an interview and he says, look, this was part of one of his tweets I, I retweeted. So if you're following me on Twitter, Snowden tweeted, it's no longer a matter of whether any American is or is not on the list. Everyone is on a list. He says, the only question that remains is, what is your ranking on that list? Ha <laughs> ha, top 100, baby. I'm striving for it. So look, if you're on the, I've, I've been on the Southern Poverty Law Center's list for five years now. I'm actually now on the front page of their website uh, identifying as a hate group, right? Because I went and taught the Constitution to some people who were confused about the Constitution. Imagine that. The Southern Poverty Law Center, bigoted, biased, elitist, you can't teach certain people the truth. Certain people aren't worthy of it. What a bunch of, I don't even know the name for that. I don't even know the name for it. But anyway, so in an interview on Monday on CBS, Snowden said he would like to return to the United States one day if he can get a fair jury trial. <laughs> Insert wild, raucous laughter to express the truth in the answer of that statement. As arrogant men tear up our constitution and from every direction we cry around You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, look, I hope you're watching on YouTube right now. I'm trying to, I'm really trying to figure out how to do the whole I'm watching you, watching me, watching you kind of thing. I want to have uh, a real, um, in, be able to interact with you. We're setting up a whole system now that if you're watching me live, because I'm trying to do these things live on a regular basis, 
we it's a little difficult because I have to because of our schedule. You know, I shoot, I I film at different times, so we're live at different times. It's not like you can find Chris Anna Hall live from seven to seven uh, seven to seven forty on you know Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that kind of thing. So I do it when I have the chance, and I can look and see when you guys actually um, are talking. Sometimes I can do that, but I don't like doing that because you know then I'm not really talking to you and I get all distracted like I am right now chasing off tangents. <laughs> so I apologize for that. So we need to make sure that we are educated. We can't let things like the Patriot Act go on unchecked. The Fourth Amendment is very clear. And I don't get how how lawyers and judges, first off, I don't understand how law students can be so epically stupid that they believe that their what their professors are teaching about the Fourth Amendment to get from the get-go. Maybe it's because we don't actually teach the Fourth Amendment in law school. We teach what judges say about the Fourth Amendment because if you're in law school, you pretty much have to be able to read. Like reading is a requirement for law school. I know it might be shocking, but reading is actually a requirement for law school. And not only that, you have to do a lot of it. So reading comprehension is really a big part of law school. You have to read cases. You have to be able to comprehend. You have to be able to reiterate uh, and, and you analyze and write an essay about these things. So not only is reading important in, con in, in uh, law school, but reading comprehension and reading communication are very, very important in law school. So it really, I mean, I've been there. I went there. I did that. I mean, I hung out with lawyers for 10 years, but I don't get how law students and lawyers and judges even can be so epically ignorant when it comes to simple constitutional reading. I think I talked about this yesterday. I saw posts everywhere this week. We need to make these people read the Constitution. No, no, no. Okay, look, reading is not the problem. They can all read. The problem is what they've been taught those words mean and the fact that they lack any ability to think beyond what's been planted in their brains. So the Fourth Amendment reads very clearly. It's not in Chinese. It's not written in Pig Latin. You don't have to interpret anything. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. No warrant shall issue, but based upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Now, the, the, the mess happens when the judges and lawyers will point out a very obvious and correct analysis. Americans are not free from every search and seizure. They are free from unreasonable searches and seizures. And that's where the problem begins because law schools, lawyers, and judges, they act like there's a period there and not a comma. 
And the question becomes, well, we're not free from all searches and seizures. We're just free from unreasonable ones. So what does unreasonable mean? And then they start pooling ignorance and, and, you know, postulating and commenting and divining and inventing. And they come up with this rule. This is the legal rule to define unreasonable. I'm serious. Can't make this stuff up. This is the legal rule. What is unreasonable? Whatever a reasonable person would find unreasonable at a reason, in a reasonable situation, right? So what is reasonable? Whatever a reasonable person would find reasonable under reasonable circumstances. So the unreasonable is opposite of that. It's actually a legal standard. But we don't need all of that because the Fourth Amendment already tells us the definition of unreasonableness because there's no period there. It says no warrant shall issue, but based upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. There's a very, very important conjunction in that list, and that conjunction is and. And because that conjunction says and, it means to have a reasonable search and seizure, all five elements must be present at the exact same time. You must have a warrant that is based upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation. It was submitted to the process of due process. You can challenge it as a matter of due process. Not only that, it must particularly list the places to be searched and it must particularly list the persons or things to be seized, all five at the same time, in order to be a reasonable search and seizure. It says and, not or. So that's not four out of five, three out of five. That's not even four and a half out of five. You've got to have all five to be compliant with the Constitution. And you'll notice if you're reading your Fourth Amendment right now, right there in your pocket Constitution, it doesn't say um, uh, a warrant based upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, particularly describing the place to be searched or the persons or things to be seized, unless it's a matter of national security. Unless the government can come up with a good excuse. There is no unless. It is an absolute requirement. Not only that, if we just, just sat back and just logically, we just reasonably looked at this. I hate to use that word reasonable now that the, the courts have messed it up like they did. You just sit back and look at this. Every deviation from the Fourth Amendment is an expansion of power to the federal government created by the federal government. Seriously, we have allowed the federal government to redefine its own limits beyond the limits of the Constitution because we've bought the line of crap that it was necessary. Can I remind you what William Pitt the Younger said? Necessity is the plea for every infringement on human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants and it is the creed of slaves. Americans who bought into the Patriot Act necessity argument classified themselves as slaves. And every politician who voted in favor of the Patriot Act classified themselves at that moment in time as a tyrant. There is no... There is no gray area here. 
And I know that upsets our snowflake friends, that upsets our millennial friends, but there is no gray area. This is an absolute. And to have our government believing and the people accepting that the government can redefine its own limits through its own whim and its own decisions and its own definitions is the very definition of absurdity. It makes our constitution completely absurd. Seriously, why did we put the document in writing if we were going to let the federal government assume a general power whenever they generally felt like it? Why are we just sitting back and letting this... Look, Snowden exposed all of this, and it's still happening. Snowden get a fair trial? Really? I don't think anybody even believes that. Number one, they're not going to give Snowden a jury trial. Number two, if he comes back from the United States, he comes back into the United States, what do you think the, the, the life expectancy of Edward Snowden is going to be given the course of action of our government as of late? And a fair trial. When have you seen anybody have a fair trial when the Department of Justice and the FBI has been involved in the last 10 years? So I think maybe Snowden sort of threw that out there. He said, you know, we can, um, we will have a, I will come back to the United States one day if I can have a fair trial. Perhaps that's why he said, one day because Snowden of all people knows the that it's highly unlikely that that will ever be allowed to be happen if anybody was going to allow that well see now here we go I'm I'm trying to slip off into perceptions I would say if anybody was going to let Snowden come back it would have been Obama but we forget that Obama was the left side of the statist coin and William Barr is the right side of the statist coin. They're the same coin when it comes to state power. Just one's the right and one's the left. Barr wants big government as long as he's in control of the power. I mean, the man made statements like the Constitution gets in my way. I, and, and, you know, I don't Google it, man. Seriously, Google it. I, 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 I can't <sighs> move on, Chrisanne. So Edward Snowden's going to publish this book, and the federal government is offended that he's publishing this book because they say they, quote, unquote, placed a trust in him. You know what? Cry me a stinking river, because we place trust in the members of Congress every stinking day. We place a trust in the Department of Justice every day. We place a trust in the FBI every single day. We place a trust in our government every single day. Now, placing a trust in the government is not the same as trusting the government, okay? I don't trust the government. But when we elect people to power, 
powerful positions. Let me put it this way. When we put people in positions of power where they have the authority to make laws, that is a trust. And every single day, they violate that trust. The TAPS Act, all of these arguments about gun regulations, the federal government has absolutely no authority whatsoever to say about our guns. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Hey, I want to say huge thank you to all our new subscribers this week, Constitution Week. I am so excited by so many of you who have now become members at libertyfirstuniversity.com to begin your education, the in-depth education on the Constitution, libertyfirstuniversity.com. It's right there, right there on on the ticker on the bottom. Sign up now. If you have a student in the house, you get a reduced subscription rate and you will not find this education anywhere period no one is out there teaching the original source definitions applications reasonings of our constitution in the way we do it no one no one and i'm excited about where we're going hey we've got a really big event coming up where we're going to be uh out there in the media uh reaching audiences of over uh half a million people at one shot we're going to keep you guys informed on that so very excited it's coming up i'm trying to restrain myself because i'm not allowed to talk about it right now but those of you who donated to help make this happen. I want you to make sure that you know I'm going to be sending you an email. I'm going to be sending out emails letting everybody know heads up when this is going to happen. But it's going to happen around the first part of October. So uh, just keep your eyes open. Follow us on social media. Make sure you check your emails when they come from Chris Ann Hall so you can know about this big event in the middle of October. I'm just, um, I'm really excited about what's happening. I want to share something with you because we've been talking about Edward Snowden. And those of you who have heard me teach on the Fourth Amendment and the right of the people to be secure in their property, you know the man I'm about to introduce to you right now. His name is James Otis Jr. And James Otis Jr., was the man in 1761 who birthed our entire liberty movement. This is not my uh, interpretation or my opinion. This is how the founders of America classified this man, James Otis Jr. They called him the midwife to liberty. 
See, James Otis Jr. was a lawyer who worked for the British government. He was his job to make sure that the laws of the crown were properly enforced and that people who violated them were properly prosecuted. But then Parliament passed the law called Writs of Assistance, which allowed the under the color of law the British agents to search and seize the Americans, colonists, homes and persons and things without proper warrants. See, we didn't invent the principles within our Fourth Amendment. We inherited them from our founders' history. They came to America with a right to be free from unreasonable searches and seizures. And James Otis Jr. got the decree from the government to enforce these warrantless searches under the color of law, and he said, I can't do that. I can't do that. He resigned his post in 1761 and became a whistleblower. He started teaching everybody. These agents were going to house to house. You know, anybody that opposed the government to anybody who was arguing about the government's lawful right to do what they were doing, their homes were raided, their, uh, their, their property seized. Rogue agents, greedy, evil people. We're just simply raiding people's homes and businesses. And they weren't just taking our stuff. They were searching and seizing our wives and daughters. This was very, very wicked, totally out of control stuff. And James Otis Jr. said, I can't do this. And he starts exposing it. And they outcast him. The community did not accept him. The legal field threatened him. He was charged with treason by the British government. And he said, I can cheerfully submit myself to every odious name for conscience sake. Can you believe that? He said, I've come to despise those whose guilt, malice, folly has made them my foes. And he called the same thing that Snowden exposed, the same thing that our federal government is doing today, Back then, he called it the worst instruments of arbitrary power, the most destructive of liberty and the fundamental principles of law, and it's still happening today. Time to get educated, America. Time for us to get back to the basics. LibertyFirstUniversity.com. I love you guys. I love liberty. We'll see you next time.